The debate commission has announced that they're going to be muting the microphone of the person who shouldn't be speaking to give the other person a chance to talk, which I think is actually a good idea. I mean, as long as Jeffrey Tubin isn't in charge of the mute button. I'm so sorry, guys. I left it on the whole time, and my dick is also out again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's uh... Jeffrey, we went over this. That's unfortunate. There is a debate tomorrow night, last one, um, with a week and a half to go to the election. I, yeah, I don't think it's going to change much, but it's a, it's a, it's a change opportunity. And there aren't many change opportunities less left, particularly when your opponent won't come out of his hidey hole. Yes, Sean. What if, in, <laughs> as a response to his mic being muted, he brings a whiteboard up to the podium with him? And whenever he can't talk, he just writes out what Boo. he would. Just so during Biden's monologue, he just pulls up, where's Hunter? Or he just <laughs> draws a picture of a, of a cow taking a crap and just points at the bull's poo every time he doesn't like what Biden He has emojis. Said. He just has a little emojis on sticks. Yes. That he holds up. Now you're talking. Um, I do wonder what the strategy is going to be. I fear that he's going to lean heavily on the Hunter Biden emails connection to Joe Biden's stuff. And, and personal grievances. And I would rather he uh, hammered on uh, pack the court or uh, Dems taking the Senate or, you know. Jo- jobs, just, jobs, jobs, the economy, your the, personal well-being. How about the expense of Joe Biden's platform? Any of that stuff. I'd rather he hammers that. But, mm. I think it's important for the Trump side that he focuses on debating Biden and doesn't get into a perceived debate with the moderator again as well. Which will happen. <laughs> so uh, Biden and his hidey hole. There's something I wanted to add to that. Oh, it is it is a remarkable strategy. Mm-hmm. It's I mean it's certainly been covered, but the idea that with two weeks to go in the election, he's going to take the week off. Nobody's ever done that. No, it is. I love your example. Me. It's it's like if uh, last night the the Devil Rays uh, manager said, "Listen, don't swing the bat under any circumstances." His players would think he'd lost his mind. You would do that if your opponent threw, you know, three out of four pitches into the stands. Right. Just don't <laughs> swing no matter what. Yeah. That's what Biden's opinion is. Trump's going to hang himself. We'll just The only thing we could do is harm. Don't stand in the way of Trump giving his, you know, his it, it spiel. Also, that, that's part <clears throat> of the strategy. Well, that's half of it. That's half of it. The other half is you got a really old man that could, you know, do damage to himself. I think if you had a normal candidate that could go out and speak on any topic and not do damage, you'd have him out there. Surely. Sure. You you, why would you not just do your rote uh, yeah. campaign speech? But the fact that they're staying We're going to build jobs, build the economy, and end racism, and, 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 and bring back the good times. I mean, that's all you have to say. I mean, you might as well. But he is so cautious at this point. Or old, or whatever. That no, he's not even doing his stock stump speech. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's it's astounding. Oh well, these are astounding times. Uh, oh, I had one more thought on that. I can't even remember. Uh, Trump. Oh, uh, as of yesterday, thirty-six point one million people had already voted. Thirty-six. It'll be you know thirty-eight by the end of today, probably, um, which is uh, unbelievable. What percentage of the total electorate is that? How many people vote? Two? Is it 200 and change? No, 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 I can't no. remember. Uh, there are 160 million registered oh, voters there you are. Okay. and about 145, I think, million voted last time around there. Um, but it's six times as of yesterday, six times as many people are voting early. 
but that just might be people that were going to vote anyway. Yeah, that's yeah. not necessarily an indicator right. of more voters overall. Yeah, so we don't know that yet. Joe Biden could drop dead on stage Thursday night. Natural causes. Watch me. And, and still could win. But we'll see. <laughs> oh, because the votes are already in. Uh, yeah. yeah. Tens of millions of them. A couple of interesting vid notes here. Not this the usual stuff the other guys wear you out with all the time. I'm reading a very well-meaning article in the San Francisco Chironicle. Coronavirus spreading uncontrollably in much of U.S., but not California. Here's why. And the interesting part is... They throw around all sorts of theories from, well, we shut down early, which has been thoroughly discredited, too. We've hit a plateau. We need to be vigilant to, uh, well, we've got to avoid a third wave. Well, it, it could be that uh, we did this. That nobody has any idea. Nobody knows why it's up here, down there. Europe's having another wave. This, this country, the city, the state. Did the same things as the other state. They got hit with another wave a month ago. Now it's this place getting hit not a month ago, but now having done the same things at the same time. Or this country, nobody has any idea. Nobody knows. The thing, unless you are willing to kill your dog to end its, you know, worms or whatever. I mean, kill the patient to end his uh, pneumonia um, by killing the economy, killing school kids, the rest of it. It's going to come and go and come and go and come and go until vaccines and treatments are available. It just is. But it's funny that they devoted several pages of really beautiful uh, use of the English language to admitting nobody has any friggin' idea. <laughs> Before you <laughs> it, know it's it. It's all clothed in, well, we have an idea, but uh, really when you read it thoroughly, they don't. Do you have any idea what percentage of kids are in classrooms? No, I have no idea. It's got to be way less than half, right? You would think I would know. Well, according to Dan Walters, it's less than yeah. half. In California. In, in, in California, yeah. The great columnist Dan Walters, who you may not know his work, but. Um, we'll be coming up on, before you know it, we'll be coming up on a full year of not being in a classroom for a lot of kids. That's yes. something. In, uh, in the total number in America, I wish I knew that. A, a little digging would probably uh, turn up that number, but it's, uh, I feel absolutely safe in saying tens of millions of American oh, sure. children yeah. are out of school and suffering terribly emotionally, educationally. Uh, physically, in terms of their health, their exercise, the rest of it. This is all wrong. I should be back in school. You're right, Greta. You're right, Greta. Uh, Another uh, vid-related note that I thought was interesting. I've been saying this for a long time, which I point out not because I'm trying to portray myself as some sort of genius, but because a lot of people have been slowly realizing this. Um, Big article in Wired.com, a lot of people are taking notice uh, notice of. It's time to talk about COVID-19 and surfaces again. The frantic, uh, compulsive spreading of chemicals everywhere on surfaces, on tables and chairs and doors and, and banisters and, and everything. Um, I, for the first several months, I came in here every day with a Clorox wipe, wiped down everything. I never touched a door handle. I remember saying on the air, I, I'm not sure I'll ever touch a door handle again. Early yep. on when we thought, that we spread it that way. Mm-hmm. When I'd go to get gas, man, I was careful with. I put on a glove. I used uh, all kinds. Of, I wouldn't touch anything. I don't do that now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for Emmanuel Goldman, who they quote, he's a vi- virologist at Rutgers University, <clears throat> where my dad taught for a while. The worries began with the gentle nagging of his elderly mother-in-law. She was telling me, "Wipe down this, wipe down that." He was. Uh, uh, he'd been obliging. The request seemed reasonable. He knew from other viruses that uh, the 
technical uh, spreading of virus via objects was possible. But as he delved into the research himself, he grew concerned. Despite all the fixation on how long and how much viruses last on surfaces, there wasn't much evidence at all relevant to COVID-19 and how it actually spread. In July, he laid out those concerns in a tersely worded commentary in The Lancet, the prominent medical journal, entitled Exaggerated Risk of Transmission of COVID-19 by Fomites, which is transmission on a surface. <clears throat> the Fomites is a decent band name. Yeah. Um, long story short, it just it doesn't happen. And in the first widely covered study on fomites and COVID-19 released in March, you remember this, we talked about it. They said, yeah, in lab conditions, the virus could live for a while on plastic and steel. uh, um, But they were careful to say this is only lab conditions and it's not much virus. Meanwhile, research was showing that unless you get a hell of a dose of the virus, you're probably not going to get very sick. Um, And more studies have been done. And the long story short is um, that it doesn't seem like it's spreading via surfaces. Nobody can nobody can prove that it is. And oh, my gosh, I'd meant to highlight this term. I said, don't bother highlighting it. You'll remember it. It's just like security theater. Damn it. What is the term? Um, Disinfection. Infectant kabuki or (laughs) something like that. Gosh, dang it. I'll I'll have it for you. Hygiene theater. Yeah. Hygiene theater. Well, I know that stores that that I uh, have gone to throughout the pandemic, like they used to after each time somebody went through and used the little keypad, they'd squirt it down and wipe it off. Nobody's doing that anymore. Nope. And I noticed stores where they (laughs) used to have the big bottle of sanitizer. Sometimes they don't now. Like it, you know, it runs out and they just don't put another one up there and nobody seems to complain. So nope. we, we've kind of caught on to that. That's not the way I'm going to catch it. So the good folks at uh, Wired quote, uh, we have time. Yeah, we have a couple minutes. Um, <clears throat> quote, the Atlantic's Derek Thompson coined the term hygiene theater to describe the rash of corporate disinfection. Still around. Part of the reason why New York City has committed tens of millions of dollars to cleaning each subway car each night. Why Airbnb requires enhanced cleaning from its landlords. Why countless uh, schools, stores, churches, and offices continue to emphasize disinfection. Some libraries are quarantining books for a week after their return. (laughs) Hilarious. Right. Hilarious. You got homeless people doing the Jeffrey Tubin over there at the computer. Right. But you're quarantining the book. It's also a factor in what we are now less likely to do, a rationale for why many businesses no longer take cash and why playgrounds have often been among the last outdoor venues to reopen. Yet another torture of our children. We're going to listen to the science, except you're ignoring the science. Said Julia Marcus, an epidemiologist at a little uh, local community college in Boston known as Harvard Medical, quote, there are bizarre policies that haven't changed or adapted. It's one thing for an individual to decide to stop bleaching their groceries. It's much more difficult to steer the ship of an institution as the science evolves with different levels of decision-making and different levels of health literacy and risk tolerance. I'll have to ask my brother. He's a manager where he works, and he was in charge of getting there and wiping everything down every single day. I wonder if he's still doing that. Yeah. Because it took a lot of time. And, you know, I could read you more because it's really quite well written and has all sorts of great testimony from all sorts of really important and impressive people, but... 
There's so much of this stuff that gets started, and yeah. it just continues. Yeah. It's arbitrary. It's dumb. It's not listening to the science. It's inconvenient. It's expensive. It limits your freedom, and nobody's even asking the question of, of is this still worth doing? And more, it is such a beautiful uh, illustration of government policy in general. And I think the most damaging thing when we do this stuff is it makes you cynical about real things. Yeah, it does. Yes, it does. There is nothing more permanent than a temporary government program. If you're telling me it's you know against the law to, to have my cell phone against my ear when I talk, and there's no science to back that up as dangerous, it makes me more cynical about your other rules. Right. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't help anything. Yeah, so if you or your company has been compulsively disinfecting and all, stop it. All those chemicals people are breathing in ain't good for them. That's another one of the oh, yeah. angles point. of the article. We're not meant to breathe in that lovely smell from hand sanitizer all day long. It's bad for you. Mm. All right, more to come. Something completely different. Uh, stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's a lot of jet fuel just to do a little flyover. That's your hard-earned money and your tax dollars at work. That stuff ain't happening with Kamala Biden ticket. I'll tell you that right now, partner. Oh, I feel so bad when we first heard that clip of Troy Aikman and and, uh, Joe Buck. I totally misinterpreted it. Still weird, though, that they had that conversation. I mean, it's... It is, although I think that may have been during a commercial break. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I it get just it. got taped. So that's that's uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman Monday Night Football? Mm, Sunday Sun- Night Football? Sunday, just a yeah. regular Sunday game. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Anyway, talking about the flyover. I'll read what, uh, and Troy Aikman turns out he's a uh, lifelong Republican and donates quite a bit of money to the causes. Yeah, the headline was they were mocking the flyover, which is kind of true, but not really. Um, Troy Aikman tweeted out, I love a flyover, but it was odd to see one over a mostly empty stadium. But I'm an unwavering patriot that loves this country, has always respected our flag, supported the men and women in the armed forces, as well as those in uniform who serve and protect. And for anyone to suggest otherwise doesn't know me, my beliefs, or what I have stood for my entire life. American flag emoji. Amen to that, brother. There you go. Yeah, he just thought it was odd that it was over a nearly empty stadium. I would say that. if, If it didn't air on TV... That is a rather odd thing. Yeah. Was it just for the players, or was there a contract? For the TV audience, I guess. And then but. he was impugning the uh, the uh, pro-military credentials of uh, Kamala and old Joe. And he went with Harris Biden, with the, it's, uh, she's actually going to be the president. Right. right. <laughs> so I appreciate that shot. Um, huh. But, uh, yeah, I don't. And the whole trend, I don't care if it's somebody I agree with, I disagree with, whatever. You can't. Tray, you can't uh, uh, take, you can't portray a private word as a public statement. It's just, it's not fair. Um, we that, all say things in private we would never say in public. It's the way humans are. <clears throat> and we make jokes or comments on things we don't actually believe or have a problem with. All the time. All the time. Sure. It's just it's the way you actually talk. Especially among friends. You understand each other's sarcasms. For instance, that early 90s Cowboys team 
that won the three Super Bowls was as good as any team that has ever existed. They, they were, were freaking phenomenal. They were outstanding. Oh, my God. The star shined bright in those days, Jack. Um, We'll take your calls. Sean, we'll take your calls. <laughs> what? Could the g- 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 Cowboys of the 80s beat the Bears of the other 80s. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres has a new haircut. We'll cover that tomorrow. <laughs> Will we? Um, <laughs> uh, we're talking about schools a little bit ago. Parents are suing New York City School District to it, try it, to force the full reopening of public schools. It's happening all over America. Well, it should be happening. Yes, it should be. There should be militant crowds marching in the street demanding it. We're too passive that we haven't. Or I mean, that, and we're too busy, you know, trying to teach our kids <laughs> from home. It and, ain't easy. And or our Democratic governor is saying, we got to listen to the science. we got to open, but only when it's safe. It is safe. It is. Um, 50 Cent did endorse, 50 Cent did endorse Trump yesterday. So he that did. picture of him wearing a Trump hat was fake, but his endorsement was real. Is that it? That's correct. Uh, that The photo controversy was more about Ice Cube than it was oh, okay. 50 Cent in, okay. in that one. Yeah. But 50 Cent is a Trump supporter like Kanye West, although Kanye West is running against yeah, him. Yeah, he's a political opponent. Uh, um, and speaking of fakes, some uh, computer program that is out, I guess, that can put any woman's face on a naked body and make it look real, or it turns yeah. their picture into a nude picture. It's troubling. Anything. Yeah, it's troubling. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. NASA has selected telecommunications company Nokia to build a 4G mobile network on the moon. Cool, do us next, said Rural America. <laughs> um uh speaking of nasa we landed on uh the that asteroid yesterday yeah it's, it's amazing 200 million miles from earth <whistles> gathered some samples and then it's is it flying back or yeah uh, is it I, fedexing well, them or how's it getting i ahead? heard in order to bring them back to earth uh, now uh, sometimes our various probes our martian probes and the rest of it they have gear on there that that analyze it and mm-hmm. then send the signals back, although that's getting into physics and chemistry way beyond my uh, pay grade, as they and say. And the spaceship actually, I think it's actually coming back. And the spaceship actually tweeted out its successful mission. Yeah. Sent a tweet. Humble bragged. Mm. Yeah. Um, so Charlemagne the God is a big deal in radio, particularly among black people? So he was the... Uh, the Breakfast Club is the show that he's a part of, but uh, most notably politically, he was the guy who Joe Biden said, if if you're black and you don't mm-hmm. know who you're voting right. for, then you ain't black, or something to that effect. Right. I'm poorly paraphrasing it. But uh, he was on Don Lemon's show last night, and Lemon was asking, um, why am I seeing some support from young black people for Donald Trump? Because in Don Lemon's mind, that's an impossibility. Gotcha. Well, I, I think, you know, to, 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 to even answer your question more deeply, I think, you know, when it comes to those black people, you say you see who may be, you know, showing support for Trump. I just think, you know, it's because Trump is actually talking to young black male voters. He's directing ads towards them. They are a group that, you know, never get courted. I mean, 
black people don't get caught it either as a whole, but that old democratic regime it speaks to old black men and they think everyone else in the black community the black family is just supposed to fall in line they know black women are, are going to show up regardless and you know they like i said they speak to older black men and they think the rest of us all speak the same language so trump is targeting young black males and promo and marketing it works that's interesting because Trump is doing better among Hispanics and blacks than uh, previous Republican candidates have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure, uh, you know, I have more on this theme. I'm not sure it fits with young black men. I'm curious about that, um, and I'd love to know more. Um, but there's a huge pro-Trump voting block. You know how m- most Biden voters are anti-Trump? Well, a hell of a lot of Trump voters are anti-something, too. A couple of examples. Uh, somebody, uh, Guy Benson tweeted this, um, a, uh, a neighbor, uh, a friend of his, uh, was the recipient of this, this note that was pasted to their door, taped to their door. Dear neighbor, thank you for proudly and prominently displaying your signs of political support. These symbols make it impossible for us to ignore how you truly feel about us as your neighbors. They make abundantly clear to those of us who are women, people of color, immigrants, and those who may worship or love differently than you, that you simply do not care about us at all. We know that in our times of need, if we are scared or hurting, we cannot turn to you for help because you hold no charity or grace in your heart for us. You make it clear by these signs that you neither respect us as humans nor believe we are entitled to equal protection or rights under the laws of this great country. You do not believe that we deserve life, liberty, or the pursuit of happiness, that we are not really Americans to you simply because we may not look like you or share your beliefs. So again, thank you for showing us the prejudice and hate that truly fills your heart and telling us so proudly that although you may be our neighbor, we are not equally yours. Sincerely, your neighbors who dare to be different. P.S. If you believe yourself to be a Christian, which we assume is also likely, thank you for further proving that you do not hold true Christian values or follow the teachings of Christ, who preached love and acceptance for all your neighbors. We sure note. hope you enjoy the heat. That's a long note. Um, all this because of, of the two choices of who I'm voting for, I've gone with this one, yeah. all that. That's for a Trump sign. Now, I could analyze the incredible... I just thought I'd keep my taxes lower, but thanks. The incredible, vicious condescension, leaps in logic, hurtfulness, insult, racism. I mean, this is a despicable set of assumptions by a self-righteous prig. Kind of an obscure word, but it's kind of my hobby. Um, And there's a a strong rejection to that sort of thing, and you're going to hear more of it, and I think this is brilliant. I'm just happy with what my 401k's done, but but And I'd like to to continue. Thanks for the note. I don't actually, I don't even know what religion you are. (laughs) Um, This is a young woman by the name of Alexandra Lanes on the topic of why she and people like her are voting for Trump. It's clip 30. If you are a liberal and can't stand Trump and can't possibly fathom why anyone would want to vote for him, let me fill you in. We can't stand you. You've done everything in your power to try and destroy this country by tearing down our police, our borders, our history, systematically destroying our schools and brainwashing our kids into thinking that socialism is the answer to everything, demonizing religion and faith and glorifying abortion, violence and thug culture. 
from calling us racist to expecting everyone of every color to follow our laws to ridiculing us for having the audacity to wish someone a Merry Christmas or hang a flag on the 4th of July or stand for our national anthem or, oh, the horror, wear a MAGA hat out in public. So much for your tolerance. We are voting for Trump not because he's the most charming character on the block, but because we vote policy over personality. And we are sick and tired of your divisive and destructive and ignorant and intolerant behavior and beliefs parading around as some kind of wokeness. We are voting for Trump because of you. That was quite something. I know a handful of fellas, and I'm a guy who keeps to himself, <laughs> who were barely Trump voters. Barely. And over the last four years have been driven into MAGA hat wearing, campaign contributing, boat riding Trump voters by the very things that young woman was talking about. I thought that was in its simplicity very well put. Yeah, I know. I saw a woman. Did I say this on the air? I saw a woman at Starbucks with a Trump mask on and uh, with her two daughters and they're waiting for the coffee. It's funny. Every time I hear that, I think. Like a Halloween mask, making it look as if she was Donald J. Trump. You mean a COVID mask? Yes. With Trump. We were inside a Starbucks. Right. She had her COVID mask on and said Trump on it, which would have been completely unremarkable. You know, previous elections, if it said Obama or sure. Dole or <laughs> Mitt Romney or whatever. R- Romney Ryan. Like, oh, shocking. But I saw that and thought, geez, you're wearing that out in public. Yeah. You know, I don't we, know that I would do that. But anyway, she was a complete, she she held the door open for me as I walked out with three drinks. And she was a completely normal looking mom with two like high school age daughters. One of them had some sort of volleyball shirt on and the other one had some sort of cheerleading shirt on. And I said, you know, these are just not they they, they, they don't look that hateful or crazy. These three. Uh, no, they weren't any of those things in that horrifically self-righteous uh, note left to a neighbor. For instance, and that's driven a lot of people not to Trump per se, but to a rejection of the just the the bitterness and the hatefulness of the left. You want to talk about hate speech? Yikes! Uh, well, someday we'll be beyond this. Please yep, tell I, me. I, Please I, somebody like tell me. Reassure so. me. Hold me gently in your arms and tell me. How do you think the whole um, muting the mic thing will go through the debate tomorrow? I'm 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 concerned. Just maybe it's because I'm in the audio business and on the radio or whatever. I just I I feel like it's going to get really clumsy and awkward and cumbersome. I hope not. I I think it'll probably go okay. My concern is more that uh, just to put the shoe on the other foot, they're not going to be like turning it off and on like momentarily. There are no judgment calls. You're just cut off during the two minutes your opponent is talking. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, make it's it just on the clock. Yeah. What what I think the problem is going to be is as I started to say to put the shoe on the other foot. I mean, if, if a guy like me was going to be in full partisan mode. Like, uh, what's her name, the the moderator, is all the time. Because she's a lefty, she exists in a lefty bubble, she's an activist, left journalist, in my opinion. But if I were in, f- like uh, Bernie Sanders was running and talking about tearing down the Constitution, ending free enterprise, the rest of it, I would think that was a terrible, terrible threat to the country. And if I were the moderator in my full partisan mode, I would be hammering him. I would frame every question as an indictment, okay? And then I would lob softballs or encouragement or whatever at the guy opposing him. And 
Mike, I wouldn't have any reason to interrupt Bernie. The Bernard two, Sanders. The two that's the guy. The two of us would be working together. And the guy who's being ganged up on by a couple of partisans, he'd have ample room to object and jump in and say, Whoa, whoa, wait, what are you talking about? And so I have a feeling it's going to accent the two-on-one feel, the fact that Trump can't interject. On the other hand, I think he cut his own throat by interjecting so much last time. Mm. So we'll see. Uh, Once again, I'm excited to watch. Um, Sean gave me this article I've been kind of looking at, the spooky economics of Halloween costume pop-up shops. The idea of when those, you know, you all of a sudden got one of those Halloween mega stores that shows up in your strip mall. Yeah. It was an empty business, and then it's there for like a month, and then it's gone. Back when my kids were little and uh, Halloween was a big thing at my house, I used to love those stores. Yeah, it is interesting how they come and go, and some of the economics of how they do it is. is but I wonder if it could that be the future of retail stores in that. You know, you got a bunch of Christmas shops, a bunch of Halloween shops. It's like there's a C's candy that shows up right before Mother's Day and Valentine's Day at one strip mall that we go to. It's sure. empty the rest of the time. Is there enough stuff, enough seasons that could keep some of that store stores going? Guaranteed. Yeah. 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 You go from Christmas decorations to um, the early part of the year is a little problematic. Not much happens. The, the dark Valentine's days. Day. Valentine's Day. Oh, there you go. Uh, idiotic holiday. But <laughs> yeah, you Joe, Joe, ain't I love? They all are. You get, <laughs> you get you. Jack Love comes and goes, but hate is forever. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you got <laughs> your your Valentine Time Day store, which morphs into some Easter theme or whatever. You got your then then it goes to like lawn chairs and hammocks and hoses. grills and hoses. Yeah. Yeah, sure. They can you know what's it out. dumb is that Halloween is not a floating holiday that is the closest Saturday to oh. it is on a Saturday this year. Yeah, but the, the my 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 son was concerned it was going to be a weekday. I said, well, let's look it up. Uh, but you know the fact that it's ever on a Tuesday night is just dumb. Yeah, I, I see why you got to keep Jesus's birthday, even though that's you know, but um. The same day, or various things like that. The 4th yeah. of July can't be on the closest Saturday. Sure. Uh, but why? A completely made up means nothing to nobody Halloween. Freaking have it on the closest Saturday. I believe it was October 31st that the Headless Horseman killed Ichabod Crane. So it's important that we keep the... No, it's idiotic. <laughs> Tuesday night, kids, let's go trick-or-treating. Yeah. Or get know. drunk if you're older. I'm telling you. We're slutty costumes. America... If you were to grant us dictatorial powers, two things: forty-eight, no day, just no daylight savings, and Halloween's on the closest Saturday. Those are the two things I would do. Give us two years to shape things up, then we will willingly leave power. I don't even want a pension. Okay, we'll shape up all that stuff. Celebrating Washington's birthday on a different day—that's a birthday. I might bring in the metric system. It's going to make some people mad. Oh, <laughs> so you're a communist? <laughs> We've got more on the way. Show. I'm in the crowd full of angels and demons. I'm looking out for the jingles and anything. One of the 
headlines of the day. CBS confirms what Fox has been saying, that the FBI has told them in the Department of Justice that the Biden, uh, Hunter Biden laptop is not part of a Russian anything. Um, so that story that the New York Times reported and Adam Schiff reported all weekend long is not true. Utterly false. Can't admit. Doesn't mean Joe Biden's corrupt, but those, that's a real email. That's a, those are real emails. That's a real computer. You could almost forgive the New York Times for repeating something the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee had told them. Sure. Because um, he has although, access to all the best information. Don't, haven't they figured out that he's a congenital liar at this mm. point? Anyway. He has to screw his pants on. Anyway. A little bonus mailbag for you. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Hey, jackasses, this is the truth. Writes John, our President Trump is our Obi-Wan. He needs our help. We must destroy the Death Star. We are all Lukes. We must destroy the Death Star. We are fighting the TIE Fighters and Emperor Socks and Evil Palaks. And that's the first two lines, Jack. Of, Whoa, of that. that's a long email. Double spaced. He's kind of seems to be trying to. Uh, that font, though, Sean, that font, it's too small. Yeah, it's, that's bizarre. Yeah. Combination small font and double space. Are you trying to increase the page count or not, sir? Um, <laughs> Let me skip to the end. <laughs> Do you all get now? GY represents Google, YouTube. Emperor S is for Soros. Evil P is Pelosi. Homeless is big money. I worked for... Uh, oh, you know what? He actually worked for one of the big agencies in San Francisco that dealt with the homeless. And he says there's just a giant money suck and tax write-off. Um, the machines and cogs must be greased, so all your benevolent and magnanimous vernacular is most is toxic. Most zombies cannot distinguish. Hmm. That's some interesting writing there. We got That's this text. Style. It's Hemingway-esque. We got this text. Is it just me, or does 2020 seem kind of off? That's a good one. <laughs> Also, um, no, that's a good point. <laughs> there, there's a TikTok video my daughter, a little D, sent me. Um, uh, a guy sits down at his piano. He's noodling a little bit on Billy Joel's Piano Man. He says, um, I've, I've rewritten the lyrics to Billy Joel's Piano Man to reflect uh, <clears throat> 2020. He plays the intro. You know, you can picture it. Sure. And he actually blows on his harp a little bit. Then when the verse is supposed to start, he goes, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Uh, Halloween is on October 31st because of the fire feast that is a pagan holiday called Samhain. Yes. That was November 1st. What the hell's that got to do with anything? Yes. Nothing. That's Tell what. me more about this fire feast. <laughs> What's on the menu? <laughs> final thoughts with A-N-G. Yeah. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Hey, how about a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day? It's Michelangelo pressing the buttons in the control room. Michael, final thought? Okay, I got a, de- a debate prediction. Trump tomorrow night will get frustrated by being silenced, and he will run over to the other podium and start speaking into Biden's microphone. <laughs> Just knock the old man down. <laughs> Ouch. Positive Sean's our producer. He has a final thought. Do I have the ability to select how my meat is prepared at a fire feast? I have a, I have a hunch that everything's just going to be well done. <laughs> <laughs> Depends when you grab the feast off the fire, clearly. Uh, Jack, a final thought to share? We got a text from somebody whose theory is that Joe Biden has died, and they're trying to keep that secret. I'm, I think that's a good long-term strategy. There ain't a, long, for a couple of days. There's no long-term. 
Yeah, but there's a debate tomorrow night. I don't know what you're going to do about that. Oh, you give me five seconds, I can come up for an excuse not to uh, go to the debate. There was a sequel to Weekend at Bernie's where they were still uh, propping them up all around. <laughs> there's no time frame on these sort of things. Uh, my final thought is I'm, I'm re-looking at this Piers Morgan story. He's blasting the American media for being silent on the Hunter Biden laptop thing. And is old man Joe part of Hunter's financial empire and kind of getting a percentage? Um, and it, I feel a moment coming together where a lot of the giants of American liberal media um, come together and call out the militant left in their newsrooms uh, in a way that... I think they're going to lose. America the, can't ignore. I think they're going to lose that argument. Well, they won't get any coverage, is the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's rare that I praise Piers Morgan, but he was right on this one. Um, so there's a new Borat movie oh, coming out that's oh, got Rudy Giuliani in it, and uh, apparently there's a scene where he reaches into his trousers and is apparently touching his genitals. Rudy Sean, or Borat? Rudy. And Sean thinks this is going to be a big story today, so we'll we'll keep an eye on that oh, one. Boy. This will take up a lot of oxygen. I don't think it'll be an important story, but no, it'll no, be no, a big right, one. Right. Too okay. many old guys' genitals in the news lately. <laughs> yes, here, here. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have that fabulous British politician blasting critical race theory. We've edited it up so you can send it around to your friends easily. That's armstrongandgetty.com. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing NASA has selected telecommunications company Nokia to build a 4G mobile network on the moon. Cool, do us next, said Rural America. Armstrong and Getty.